Baruch Adonai Asher Hatzil Etchem. Blessed are you. Bless God. Baruch Hashem, Jethro said, who delivered you from the Egyptians upon hearing of the exodus from Egypt in this week's Torah portion. And we have blessings of praise and gratitude to utter, don't we? A Jewish community was attacked this week, four people held captive, and they all survived. Baruch Adonai Matir Asurim, blessed are you who frees the captive. Blessed are all those whose skills, courage, and determination saved lives. So what do we do? How do we, a Jewish community here in San Francisco, make sense of these terrifying events in Texas? Some of us might feel fear, others anger or dismay or all of the above. And yet for others, it may be hard to feel much at all. There has just been too much. A pandemic, crazy politics. There was even a tsunami warning last weekend. How do we remain spiritually awake right now under the weight of so much heaviness? It is poignant that we find the Ten Commandments at the heart of this week's Torah portion. A tragedy occurs, and what does Judaism have to offer us? Rules, law, commandments. Perhaps that could seem unhelpful or cold at first glance, but I want to tell you this. I think that the system of ethical demands of our tradition is potentially the most healing loving and comforting thing Judaism has to offer. Why? Because it reminds us that we know exactly what to do in the face of tragedy. We do what is right and good. Do not murder. Do not bear false witness. Do not worship the false idols of cynicism and bigotry. Take care of yourself and others with sacred rest and renewal on Shabbat. Honor parents. Or as we are taught in Pirkei Avot, in a place where there is no humanity, strive to be human. Torah relentlessly calls us back to a place of ethical clarity and moral centeredness. To be Jewish is to always try and do the right thing and call ourselves and our society back to goodness. This way of living is always available. Loba Shemaim, he, the Torah says of itself, it is not in the heavens, but here in our hands. As I was reflecting on this portion and what happened last Shabbat, I want to offer you three ethical imperatives that I saw as emerging out of this junction. The first one is im aim anili mili. If I am not for myself, who am I? We have an obligation to protect our Jewish community. It is frustrating and upsetting to consider the resources and energy that we must divert to self-protection. I love hearing stories from congregants who remember when the Emmanuel courtyard was unfenced and open to the neighborhood. Imagine anyone could just 
wander into the beautiful and tranquil space and enjoy the fountain, I hope we might one day be so open again. But we must protect ourselves, and we will. I offer gratitude to our security and other staff who worked so hard to do this and to our congregation that makes this a priority. Rabbi Hillel teaches that we have an obligation to care for and protect ourselves. The second ethical imperative that I'd like you to consider this week is from Leviticus. Do not hate your sister or brother in your heart. As we learn more about the motivations of the attacker, we may or may not find that a religious view is part of this story. We may or may not find about anti-Semitism animating his actions. There is still more to learn, and yet what remains crystal clear without question is that this horrific attack must not lead us to respond with hatred. Indeed, hatred was part of what led to the taking of hostages. So all the more so, it cannot be our response. Olam chesed yibaneh, as Cantor Lux sang at the start of the service, we must build a world of love, and we are so grateful for the love we are surrounded by, especially here in San Francisco with so many wonderful partners. The third ethical imperative that I'd like you to consider and stands out to me as perhaps the most important on this Shabbat comes from the idea of religious law itself. Yes, an individual took these actions, and yet there is a profound failure of public policy, of law. We as a country have not returned to the place of ethical clarity that is just so clear. We have a guns problem. We have a mental health problem. We have a violence problem. This does not excuse the evil actions of anyone, but we also must not ignore the structural issues of our society. And Torah, commandments, is precisely about creating just structures for our lives. Rabbi, how could you politicize the issue, some of you may ask? Because it is political, and so is Torah. If we understand politics to be in part about the ethical use and distribution of power, then we can understand Torah, and certainly the Ten Commandments, to be political texts. We must demand law that protects us, law that seeks to uphold human dignity, law that raises us up, law that articulates our holiness, and that aims to build a society of peace and justice, law that, as Rabbi Rachel Adler says, evokes joy. At the conclusion of the Ten Commandments, the Torah reads, all the people witnessed the thunder and lightning, the blare of the horn and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they fell back and stood at a distance. May this moment finally cause us to fall back and see the bigger picture May we see the thunder and lightning of what is right and good, hear the horns of justice, and recommit to the path of peace. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>